Don't worry about anything but in everything by prayer and petition. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us to begin with in the Word of God in the book of Psalm, Psalm 112, beginning at verse 1. Praise the Lord. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who delights greatly in his commandments. His descendants will be mighty on earth. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches will be in his house, and his righteousness endures forever. Unto the upright there arises light in the darkness. He is gracious and full of compassion and righteous. A good man deals graciously and lends. He will guide his affairs with discretion. Surely he will never be shaken. The righteous will be in everlasting remembrance. He will not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. His heart is established. He will not be afraid until he sees his desire upon his enemies. He is dispersed abroad. He is given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. His horn will be exalted with honor. The wicked will see it and be grieved. He will gnash his teeth and melt away. The desire of the wicked shall perish. All of Psalm 112, verses 1 to 10. Then looking in the book of Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 6, starting at verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil, and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fire darts of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints and for me that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains, that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Verses 10 to 20, Ephesians chapter 6. And then the final verse here, Romans chapter 13, verse 4, But put on the Lord Jesus Christ, and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. Father, thank you, Lord, once, once again for the privilege, the honor, the blessing we have of being able to open your word and thus spend time with you one-on-one -on -one as you speak words of blessing, words of life, words of grace, words of power, words of strength, words of encouragement. Thank you, Father, for the privilege we have of being able to draw on your presence, to step into your presence as we open your word. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege of knowing, Lord, that you have wisdom that can equip us adequately for the full day as we simply take time in your presence. Thank you for your word. With every passing day, more and more, help us to fall more in love with you and with your word. And help us to realize, Lord, that you and your word are enough. 
We thank you for the power and the grace that's ours as we walk in your word. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Again, I'm Pastor Joseph Parker, and our producer is Isaac Jackson. Uh, Once again, my email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. If you'd like to get any of the resource articles that we share sometimes on the broadcast, keep in mind that's the same email, joseph at afr.net. We're glad to share them with you on any of the topics, of course, the Some of them are prayer tools. Some of them are simply discipleship or Christian education tools, but tools to help equip you to be well-equipped warriors as men and women of God, as dads, as moms, as young people living for the Lord. But the goal is to be well-equipped warriors as we step out on the daily battlefield, not just to defend ourselves. We're going to go on the offensive, building the kingdom, tearing down the, building the kingdom of God, tearing down the kingdom of darkness. And remember that the Lord Jesus Christ in you is enough to walk in victory every day. And so may we approach the daily battles we deal with from that perspective. We're very blessed and honored to have as our phone guest today, Dr. Jessica Peck. She is the host of the broadcast, Dr. Nurse Mama, here on American Family Radio. And she does many, many other things and wears many other hats as well. I'm going to let her further introduce herself to you, though. But uh, Jessica, how are you today? Good morning, Pastor Joseph. I am doing so well and so blessed, and thank you so much for letting me talk with your listeners this morning and having this opportunity to pray and read God's Word. That is always a blessing. All right. Well, honored to have you on, and I would ask once uh, if you would take time to kind of further introduce yourselves. Of course, lots of our listeners will know exactly who you are because they've heard you, but then there's some who may not have caught your podcast. So if you'll take time to further tell them a, a little bit more about who you are. I'd love to do that. You know, I actually went to a family camp yesterday where families were there, parents with their children, and uh, I spoke to a group of parents, and as I walked into the room, I heard someone say, are you Dr. Nurse Mama from American Family Radio? And the only tragedy in that is that my teenagers weren't there to listen and to see that Mm. moment, which was really (laughs) exciting to connect with the listeners there. But yes, I am a pediatric nurse practitioner. I have to tell everyone I'm married to a rocket scientist who is amused at the perception that people think I'm the smart one in the relationship when he is brilliant. Uh, We live in Houston, Texas with our four children. They are age 20, 18, 16, and 14. We have two girls at Baylor University and two boys at home in high school. And I work in primary care and I teach at Baylor. And those are the places that I am now, but that is certainly not where I started. I started as the first woman in my family to go to the university and a very, very timid community college student is where I started. And I started with um, a lot of broken family relationships. I grew up in a home of faith, which a Christian home, which I'm very grateful for. But we had some generational uh, trauma uh, of addiction that wound its way through our family tree. And so as a pediatric nurse practitioner and a mom, honestly, when I first started being a mom myself, I felt like a fraud and a failure. And it came to a crisis when my oldest daughter was 13, and we just found ourselves in perpetual conflict. And one day we were driving down the road, and she was in the back seat, and she actually threw a book at my head. 
And I pulled over, and Pastor Joseph, I just remember praying so earnestly in that moment, praying like I had never prayed in my life, and realizing that I was going to need a new mindset and a new skill set, and that I couldn't do it on my own. And God heard that prayer. I firmly believe that God heard that prayer, and that He is such a miraculous author. And He took that book that was thrown at my head and made it into a book now that is a bestseller that is helping others along the journey to find hope and healing through God's Word, uh, because I think that is the only truth that keeps us grounded. And so now I am invested in helping others use God's Word as a tool to help build healthy relationships in their own home. Mm. Well, I'm going to ask if you'll take time now specifically to pray for our listeners to really have ears to hear all that the Lord would say to them, because, you know, I think of this, Jessica, one of the wonderful things about uh, the blessed Holy Spirit is He can minister a million different people according to their needs and take the same truth to do it with. So would you pray that every listener would have ears to hear whatever and all the Lord wants to say to them through the broadcast today? Dear God, I just pray for every person who is listening right now. I pray that you would their spirit, that you would quiet their mind, Lord, and that you would compel their heart to stop whatever they're doing and to pay attention. I pray that you would bless the ears who listen and the hearts who are receiving this right now, Lord. Get their attention, Lord, and I just pray that you would um, prepare their heart for the message that they have today, Lord. Make them receptive and obedient, and may this be a moment of change and a moment of a new beginning. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen, amen. And Father, thank you for every parent that's listening in particular. And Lord, help us as parents, but also as believers, period, to grow an understanding of the vital place Your Word, which is the sword of the Spirit, needs to play in every one of our lives. And Lord, I pray that you'll just use Jessica today, her wisdom, her insight, as well as her book, to really bless and encourage every listener as needed. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. 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 You know, Jessica, before we um, dive into you sharing more about just just the mess and messages that God has placed on your heart, you know, something I appreciate you mentioning about the importance of God's Word in your life and your perspective. You know, I believe there's nowhere this this is more true that the best defense is an offense. And I think it's more true in the kingdom of God than anywhere else. When we're disciples that are diligently carrying out the work God has called us to do, that's both an offensive and a defensive stance for us to be in, and it's a wonderful place to be in as well. So I, I want to ask if you'll just go ahead and what, if, if, you, if there's something on your heart you want to share before we dive mm-hmm. into your book, I want you to do that. But otherwise, we'd like to look at some of the specifics of the message and messages of your book, Behind Closed Doors. Yes, there's absolutely one thing that is burning on my heart that I'd like to share because, Pastor Joseph, I feel like our hearts are aligned in equipping families to have an offensive and a defensive strategy. So much in my line of work, I hear a lot about culture wars and fighting against culture and and parenting techniques called gatekeeping, where we're trying to protect our kids from negative influences that are in the world. And those things are important. 
But a lot of times I see parents focusing on that as the only strategy, and that is a defensive strategy. And, you know, we know that the devil walks around prowling like a lion looking for those whom he may devour, and that he is very wily and very sneaky and tricky, and it is impossible to protect our kids from every negative influence. So that doesn't mean that we shouldn't try, that we shouldn't do that. But I find it so much more encouraging and so much more empowering to really focus on your offensive strategy, and that is by investing into your kids. And we can do that so much through God's Word. Scripture has been such an important part of my parenting strategy. So, for example, if my children are afraid as a nurse and a mom, I might say, don't be afraid. I'm here with you. I'll keep you safe. But a so much more powerful follow-up is God has not given you a spirit of fear, but a power and love and a sound mind. And I can follow it up in that way. And I think that when we start to model that, our faith is caught. It's not taught. And they will do what we do. And so one of the most important offensive strategies parents can have is to read the Word of God, and to pray and to work on their own spiritual lives, because God will walk with you. He will give you wisdom. He will speak to you in those still small moments, and He will give you and guide you to action to help protect your children. So I just wanted to say that our hearts are aligned. And parents, mm. we need offensive and defensive strategies. That is so true, so true. And you know, Something that's a powerful, and it's 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 almost humorous to think about this. But when a believer is reading and meditating on the Word of God, that sounds very passive, but that's a powerful battle strategy when you were reading and meditating on God's Word because it does a lot to build the kingdom of God in a person's heart and life, and it does a lot to tear down the kingdom of darkness and the devices. So it's not a passive battle strategy at all. It's very aggressive. But it just may not look like it to the natural world. But it's super aggressive as we simply read and meditate on God's precious and powerful Word. But we're going to pick up there on the other side. Again, our phone guest today is Dr. Jessica Peck. She's the host of the podcast Dr. Dr. Nurse Mama here on American Family Radio. We'll be right back.
music from Covenant Church with Let My Heart Dance. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Our phone guest today is Dr. Jessica Peck. She's the host of the AFR podcast, Dr. Nurse Mama. And Jessica, would you tell our listeners, if they're wanting to get a copy of your book entitled Behind Closed Doors, how can they do that? You can get it anywhere books are sold. It's at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Target, anywhere. But you can find me at my website, and that is Dr. Nurse Mama, drnursemama.com. All right. And, you know, before we uh, went into the break, you touched on the vital place God's Word has been in your ministry and your calling. And uh, would you further just expand on that? Because, you know, one of the things I want to say, Jessica, is that uh, through through this broadcast and through the work the Lord's called us to, one of the great emphases God has placed on us is the importance of us being students of God's Word. And I pretty regularly encourage believers to set a goal of reading at least three chapters in the Bible every day. But also like to include that if three chapters is not enough, go on to four or five, whatever, you can't <laughs> overdose on the Word of God. It'll only bless you more, empower you more, anoint you more as well. Would you share more about why, though you're a medical person, a science person, I I shouldn't say though, but as a medical person and a parent, why God's Word is such a big part of who you are and what you do? Well, our own wisdom is just pitiful when it comes to trying to help ourselves. And I see this proliferation of self-help books in the self-help industry. And I'll tell you, Pastor Joseph, I don't need any help from myself. Myself got me in plenty of trouble, and I have found hope and healing in the Word of God. And let me give you an example. Uh, You said at the beginning of the broadcast, Philippians 4, 6 through 7, be anxious for nothing but in every situation, by prayer and petition, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Now, I see a lot of people use this when we're talking about mental health, which, of course, we see teenagers today especially facing a significant significant mental health crisis, anxiety, and depression, and I firmly believe that those are a result of living at the speed of a smartphone and having all of the world's darkness just coming to you on a high-speed highway. And I hear people say, be anxious for nothing. The Bible says, don't be anxious. But Pastor Joseph, we have to know that whole verse. It says, but in every situation, God doesn't just tell us, don't be anxious just stop. He graciously gives us an intentional attitude and posture to take away our anxiety. Mm -hmm. So it says, but in every situation, be, be, be thankful. And so Mm -hmm. that means that I don't have to be thankful for the terrible situation that I may be in, but I can be thankful in that situation. And it tells me by prayer and petition, present my request to God. And then for me, this is where the science part comes in, because the the last part of that verse says, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Well, I know that people who practice intentional gratitude and people who practice intentional prayer, this is scientifically proven through research, they have lower blood pressure, they have lower risk of heart attack and stroke, 
and cancer and all kinds of things. So not only does God guard your your metaphorical heart, your feelings and your emotions, He literally guards your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. And so that's where I see the beauty of you know, God creating science and science aligning with Scripture. And so knowing that is really important. So when my kids feel anxious, yes, I have some tools that I use to help them breathe or calm down. But really, if we turn to the truth of God's Word, I can tell them, and my son will tell me even now when he sees me feeling anxious, Mom, take three deep breaths, say a prayer, and start saying the things that you're grateful for. Mm -hmm. And you know what? When he tells me that, Mm -hmm. A lot of times I don't feel like doing it, Mm -hmm. but when we feel least like praying, that is when we need to pray the most, and it works every time. Mm -hmm. That's powerful. That's powerful. And again, it's it's applying the wisdom wisdom that God has clearly spelled out for us in His Word. And of course, the Bible is a book full of wisdom, full of eternal wisdom, supernatural wisdom. Our job is to listen to it and to walk it out. So thank you so much for sharing that, too. Um, Would you pray for believers to grow in their understanding of the importance of filling their minds and their hearts with the Word absolutely every single day? God, we just thank you so much that you give us your Word as a lamp into our feet and a light into our path, God. I pray that we would trust in you with all our hearts and lean not on our own understanding and in all our ways acknowledge you because we know that you will direct our paths. And God, I just pray that you would enlighten the eyes of the hearts of those who are listening, God, that they would see the truth of your word, that it is powerful, that it divides bone and marrow, Lord, that it is true and that it is a perfect source of peace and comfort and wisdom for us in today's world. And Jesus, Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Jessica, I want to ask if you'll expound on this, just share your thoughts further. But, you know, one of the things I think to be true is like from time to time, you may run into a parent that says, I wish I lived in Jesus's day when he <laughs> laid hands on his children, on, on children. And I wish I could have taken my child to let Jesus touch him or her as well. And of course, that's a neat thought. But the reality is we live today. But one of the beauties behind this is that we have the written Word of God. And when a parent is wise enough to, in a disciplined fashion, daily have their child to read the Word of God, Jesus is touching them. He's ministering to their mind, body, and spirit. And there's nothing better for our children than Jesus. And the Word of God is Jesus, though. Would you share thoughts that come to your mind as it relates to those insights, those truths? I would love to do that. You know, I think of a story from Mark where we see a, a desperate father, Jairus, encountering Jesus, right? And his daughter is sick, and he begs Jesus, come and heal her. And Jesus says, yes, I'll come. But as they're on their way, their journey is derailed. And people come looking for Jairus in that meantime when, when Jesus is healing someone else to give him the terrible news that his daughter had died. And they urge him to stop bothering Jesus. It was too late. She is dead. What can you do? And Jesus looked at that dad, and he said, Don't be afraid. Just believe. Mm -hmm. 
And so they continue on and they arrive at the home where there's all of these mourners outside and they're wailing and crying at the top of their lungs. And Jesus says to them, why all this commotion and wailing? The child is not dead, but asleep. And here's the interesting part, because the Bible says at that point, they laughed at him. They laughed at Jesus. And so what he did in response was he sent them all outside, and he allowed only Jairus, the girl's mother, and his three closest disciples to come in with him. And he goes into this room, and he takes her by the hand and says to her, to leave the comb, which means, little girl, I say to you, get up. And immediately the girl stood up and began to walk around. And so to me, there's three things that we can learn as parents who want healing for our children even today. The first thing is that we have to have the faith to ask for healing. We have to trust that God can do it. We have to be firmly persuaded He can do it. And I think about, you know, the fear and urgency of this sickness of this little girl, and it turned a respected and dignified community leader into a father who was literally on his knees begging and asking for healing and faith. And Jesus said, don't be afraid, just believe. The second thing we can learn is to dismiss others in our life who are not supportive. So if there are people in our circle who are speaking words of doubt over us, who are doubting that God can or that God will or that God cares, we need to have the freedom to dismiss them. And we are robbing ourselves of faith and victory when we surround ourselves with mourners who are saying this situation is dead, when we know that God can even raise the dead. And the third thing is to trust Jesus to provide healing in God's timing according to His plan. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm sure mm-hmm. Jairus, as a father, as he was following Jesus, thinking, what a roller coaster. And yes, he's going. my daughter's sick. He's going to heal my daughter. Wait, he stopped to heal someone else. Now she's dead. Wait, we're still going. I'm sure that was a roller coaster of emotions. But doing that allowed Jesus to work an even bigger miracle in their life. So, Pastor Joseph, as Christians, we believe that Jesus Christ was born of a virgin as the Son of God. He -hmm. performed miracles on earth. He suffered crucifixion and death on the cross to pay for our sins, and He miraculously rose from the dead three days later to conquer sin and the grave forever. And we believe He ascended to heaven, and He is waiting at the right hand of God for all who believe. Now, I ask people listening, if you have faith enough to believe all of that, why can't you have faith that your child will be healed in God's timing and God's plan? Mm. Wonderful question. Uh, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your paths. You know, the reality is that in every circumstance, situation, storm, or calm situation, a wise bit of counsel for us to always kind of say to ourselves is, trust God, trust God, trust God. There's never a situation where that's not the right counsel. Always, always, always trust God. Father, thank you, Lord, for the opportunity we have of being able to take our faith, to grow our faith, and to apply it in every situation. Lord, I thank you for the fact that your counsel is always relevant in every situation, in every storm, in every difficulty, and that you tell us Old and New Testament throughout the Word of God, the just shall live by faith. Teach us, Lord, to walk that out every day. Help us to recognize that the weapon of faith is a a weapon we're to use continually 
in view of the fact that we need to use it continually in this dangerous, crazy world. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to put our faith to work continually. And you let us know faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Help us to be wise enough to fill up on our faith afresh every day as we get into your Word. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. 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 Well, uh, Jessica, I want to ask if you maybe have some stories or testimonies of, of instances where you've had a chance, whether you're interacting with a student or maybe a parent, but you've had a chance to minister to them, and they were looking for something medical or scientific, but you had the privilege of sharing just godly wisdom, which, again, really was what they really needed. <laughs> uh, anything that, any story or instance that comes to mind right offhand? Oh, there are so many, Pastor Joseph. There are so many. It's very difficult to choose and even thinking of that wisdom and intervention in my own life. But I think that one of the most recent stories I had was a patient who I saw, and I'll change a few of the details just to protect their privacy, but still very reflective of what actually happened. But this patient um, was a, a little boy whose parents were going through a divorce. And they came in because a lot of times when we have psychological trauma, it processes itself physically through our bodies. And that's how I usually will see people. They'll come in to me with headaches or stomach aches or other things, and they're sure something's wrong with their blood sugar or they have mono or something like that. And usually with some gentle questioning, I can almost always uncover what is the root of what is going on. And and this little boy was just grieving the loss of his parents' marriage. And so I was able, especially for me as a nurse practitioner, we care for people, body, mind, and spirit. We recognize that not all things are just our body, but that God created us as holistic beings. And so I was able to pray with this mom and to encourage her. And I gave her a challenge. There's something called legacy letters in my book um, where at each chapter, I give parents a challenge of writing a letter to their child. Now, we know that God writes letters to us, but God also created us to want and crave those letters of affirmation from our own parents. And if we do that, we can model how they can look to God as their Heavenly Father. And this challenge was particularly difficult because I challenged her to write a letter to her son telling him the things that she loved about him that he got from his father. Now, this was very difficult because it was a contentious divorce, and she really did not want to do it. And we prayed about it, and I gave her some scriptures, and she wrote me back a couple of weeks later, and she said, I took the challenge, and I did this. Jessica, I'm sorry. We're going to have to jump in here with the break, and we're going to pick up right there on the other side. Okay. Our phone guest today is Dr. Jessica Peck. She's the host of the podcast, Dr. Nurse Mama. We'll be right back.
Peterson with Is He Worthy? Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Our phone guest today here on the Hour of Intercession is Dr. Jessica Peck. She's the host of the podcast here on American Family Radio. Dr. Nurse Mama. Uh, Jessica, we interrupted at a um, super inconvenient time with the story. Pick up right there where you left off, please. I will. So... So this mom writes me a a letter to tell me that she had taken the challenge. She wrote this letter to her son, and her son had come to her in tears and said that he was on the point of taking his own life and told her, I thought you hated my dad, and so I thought you hated half of me, so I hated half of me. Oh, still, I'm sorry, still makes me a little tearful. Mm -hmm. And so to see that step toward recovery, because Pastor Joseph, one of the verses that is really my life verse is Psalm 8411. The Lord God is a sun and a shield. He gives grace and glory. No good thing does He withhold from those who walk uprightly. Now, in my life, I've had a lot of relational brokenness. I am estranged from my parents, which continues to be something that I pray about all the time. And I prayed about it for so long, and I felt like God was not answering my prayer, and why wouldn't He restore the relationships that were broken in my life? Surely that would be a good thing, and I couldn't understand why He was withholding that from me. But in time... I've seen that God has seen it fit to withhold that as a good thing for me, even though I didn't see it as a time. And I look back and I see that God's Word says, the Lord God is a sun, so He gave light to my path. He showed me where to go. He is a shield. He protected me from the impacts of generational trauma and gave me space and grace to heal. He gives grace and glory. And when you look at the 
the original translation of the word glory, it means the physical weight of God's presence. It comes from the word doxa, which we usually hear with the word doxology. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, God has given me a light, He has given me a protection, and He has given me a literal comfort blanket of the weight of His presence. No good thing will He withhold. And I tell my children that all the time, because in this world, we will have trouble. But God mm. tells us, take heart, because He has overcome the world. That's we right. will experience trials. We will experience tribulations. We will experience, just as we were hearing that song, that the world is broken, but we know that the mm. light will still shine through. That's and right. that would be the last thing I would encourage parents to do, because if you are not playing Christian music in your home, I challenge you right now to start playing it all the time, because those messages, thinking again for me as a scientist, they create what we call earworms, which is kind of a, a squirmy term, but those, those are replicated very, in a very sophisticated way in our brains, and they replay in our hearts and our minds. And I need messages that are saying, my fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love, or I know that, that the light won't stop from shining through. Those are things that I want to hear, and that's one of the greatest blessings of my life, to hear my children just singing to themselves, I am chosen, not forsaken. I am who you say I am. And so I encourage you just to play that over your home and create an atmosphere of of praise, because we know that Satan can't stay where God's name is proclaimed. And so I would encourage you, along with praying, along with reading your Bible, to really invest in listening to worship music that lifts up the name of Jesus. Jessica, would you pray specifically for believers to grasp that truth that you just shared and to really take it to heart? Dear God, I just pray for those people who are listening, who are feeling like life is unfair. They feel hurt. They feel betrayed. They feel abandoned. They feel hopeless, God. But we know that you have a hope that does not disappoint, and that hope is Jesus. And God, I pray that you would put people in their path specifically today who would encourage them, who would speak words of life to them, who would lift them up, and who would let them know that the Lord God is their sun and their shield, and He will give them grace and glory, and He will not withhold any good thing from those who walk uprightly. And so I, I pray that you would encourage and strengthen their hearts. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jessica. Uh, Jessica, I want to ask if you'll, uh, something I'm going to ask if you'll touch on. It's an area of ministry that, uh, along with uh, the privilege of being a part of the AFR family here, uh, I've been a pastor for most of the last 47 years, and a part of my pastoral ministry has been involved with pro-life work. And one great area of need, and I'm going to ask in a moment that you'll pray about this, is so, in so many instances, when parents have a teenage daughter that comes up pregnant, it it doesn't have to be as tragic as very often it is. But so many times, you have daughters that are so, feel like so much that they dis, they will disappoint their parents that they may secretly get an abortion, never telling dad or mom until after the fact. And it's such a need for churches to be a place where the grace and the mercy and the love of God is at work so wonderfully that a daughter, even in a time of great difficulty and pressure like that, she'll feel like 
I can still go to dad and mom and tell them, dad and mom, I need your help. Uh, I want to ask if you share any thoughts along that line, and then I'm going to ask if you'll pray that we as believers will grow to the place where our families will be incubators of love and grace, where our children will feel that freedom. Pastor Joseph, I have met countless, countless teenage girls in that situation and met their families behind closed doors in what they see as a point of crisis they never saw coming. And I think it's really important for us as believers to recognize that our children are susceptible to anything. Our children will fall. They will make mistakes. They will make choices that we don't agree with. They will find themselves in situations that they never saw coming. But if you can practice this response, no matter what that is, whether that's an unexpected pregnancy or anything else that they disclose, if you can practice in that moment when they come to you, say the first thing saying is, I love you. No matter what, I love you. And I'm so sorry you experienced this, and we will get through this together. Now, that doesn't mean there's not going to be really difficult conversations. That doesn't mean that there aren't difficult choices ahead. And that doesn't mean that you're not going to have some conflict as you navigate this. But specifically speaking to girls who find themselves with an unexpected pregnancy, I say that a baby is always a blessing. A baby is created by God. A baby is innocent, and there is hope. They do not have to be defined by what they see as the mistakes that they have made. But God is a God who redeems and who restores and who renews and who makes beauty from ashes, and there is never, ever a place we can go where we are too far from that hope. And in that moment, parents need to lean in to those girls who are afraid and alone and don't even have the developmental ability in their brain to be able to think through to the future. They can hardly think through next week, much less the next years. But knowing that they have support, they have love, and that their parents are not ashamed of who they are, and that they have hope, that is so incredibly powerful. Mm. Would you pray for those families at this time? God, I just pray for the families who find themselves in the middle of the unexpected. God, we know that nothing is a surprise to you, that nothing comes at that is is concerning to you, Lord, and that you are not in control. God, I pray that you would just wrap your arms around those families, Lord. I pray that you would protect them from any shame or stigma that they might feel, Lord. I pray that you would give them grace and that you would be their glory and the lifter of their head, Lord, that you would lift their countenance and that you would exchange garments of mourning for a garment of praise, Lord. I just pray that you would give them hope in tomorrow and that you would put people in their path who would speak words of life and give them wisdom and walk through with them in this time. And I pray that you would use their story for redemption and for their good and for your glory. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. 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 Jessica, our time is just about gone. Any in the next uh, 60 seconds or so, any final words of wisdom, encouragement, or grace you want to share with our listeners? 
I just pray for those families who are looking to their their relationships that are broken in their home, and they're looking for hope. And I just pray that you would crown those families with steadfast loving kindness and tender mercies, and that you would help those parents to be merciful and gracious and slow to anger and abounding in mercy, Lord. I, I just pray those things. Amen. And if listeners want to listen to Dr. Nurse Mama, tell them how they can do that. You can listen to it on the AFR app. My podcast drops every Monday, and you can also find it anywhere podcasts are played. So any of your favorite platforms, you will find me there. All right. Jessica, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. Thank you so much, Pastor Joseph. May the Lord bless you and keep you and make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you and give you peace. All right. And as we normally do before we end the broadcast, if you are listening today, and you've never made the eternally important decision of inviting Jesus Christ to come into your heart as your Lord and Savior. Today is a great day to be saved. Today is a great day to fully commit your heart and your life to the Lord. He's waiting on you. He wants you to make that step. If you'd like to make that step in your life, or if you sense a need to recommit your heart to the Lord, we invite you to pray with us even now. Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so much that you came into this world a long time ago. You lived, you died on the cross to pay for all my sins and all the wrong things I've ever done. Lord, I confess, I've sinned and done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, I repent and I turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, Come into my heart. Be the Lord and Savior of my life. In your word, you told us, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord, right now, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to follow you all my life. Help me, Lord, to read your word every day. Help me, Lord, to pray every day. Help me, Lord, to follow you every day. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we very much want to connect with you once again. My email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We'd like to share with you some literature and resources that are going to help you to begin to grow and grow strong and vibrant in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. We hope to hear from you right away. Uh, please, again, email us at joseph at afr.net. We hope to connect with you. Uh, Jessica, once again, thank you so much for being with us today. And uh, once again, if someone wants to get the book, Behind Closed Doors, can you tell them one more time how they can do that? You can find it anywhere books are sold. It's on Amazon. It's, uh, and you can find me at Dr. Nurse Mama, drnursemama.com. All right. Thank you, Jessica, again for being with us today. Thank you so much, Pastor Joseph. All right. And thank you for being a part of our listening family. Please pray much for the ministry and the work of Dr. Jessica Peck, both all the areas where she ministers as well as on the podcast as well. And we appreciate your prayers for American Family Radio and the American Family Association as well. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession.
The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.